Ladies and gentlemen, live from coast of the Carolinas by way of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. This is the moment sports betting fans around the world have been waiting for. It's time! Introducing the Fistful of Cash Podcast! What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? This is the newest edition of the Fistful of Cash Podcast. I am riding solo tonight. Because my brother is a flat earther, and he's trying to find the ice wall, where apparently there's a dimension on the other side that is going to transport you to the other side, uh, therefore leaving the earth as a flat object. So, while Soup's out there trying to make sure that the world is actually flat, I'm going to sit here and put some bets out for you. We got a, I'm not going to sugarcoat it, we got a pretty crap card this weekend. Uh, it is UFC Greenville. It is so crap, in fact, that I only live about an hour and a half away from Greenville, and I am not making the trip. Um, I, I just I can't get excited about it. Uh, not worth the drive, in my opinion, but that's me. Uh, it takes a little bit more logistics with the amount of kids that I have to drive an hour and a half to watch people punch each other in the face uh, when I could just watch it happen in my playroom uh, between tiny tykes which isn't going to be unlike the bare-knuckle boxing that's going to be happening this weekend. But we'll get there in a minute. I do want to get started on UFC Fight Night Greenville, South Carolina. A little bummed out that Wonder Boy took a little nappy nap when he fought uh, Pettis, and he's not headlining this card. I know he really wanted to. Uh, Stephen Wonder Boy Thompson grew up just a little bit outside of Greenville, uh, Simpsonville, South Carolina, where if you are interested and go to Simpsonville, right beside Thompson, uh, I believe it was Thompson Karate and Mixed Martial Arts at the time. When I lived there, uh, there is a awesome barbecue place, Henry's. Cannot recommend it enough. Fantastic barbecue if you're in the, the, uh, the Greenville area. I know that there is one there as well. There's a second location, but I believe the original is in Simpsonville, South Carolina. Cannot recommend it enough. Get the banana pudding and the pulled pork and uh, go with the mustard-based sauce. It cannot be beat. Anyway, speaking of beatings, let's get into this card. We'll pull things up in order. Make sure we get everything correct. There is quite a bit of disparity uh, in the odds here. Most of the fights on this card, which is going to make things a little bit interesting as far as picking fights go. But in an effort to give you guys the best value that we possibly can, I want to make sure that we're going to cover uh, a good portion of these. So starting out, uh, on the preliminary card, there is a fight that I'm a big fan of that I believe has great potential. Uh, I'm almost more interested in what it's going to come in at as far as inside the distance goes, but we'll see what happens. And that is Arian Lipsky versus Molly McCann. Molly McCann is a brawler. Uh, she looks like a uh, like the lady that would be serving mead in a medieval times movie uh, and not afraid to, you know, punch a, a sailor or a pirate in the mouth. Uh, she's just got that sort of not to be trifled with way about her. And she's fighting against uh, sort of, you know, from an aesthetic standpoint, quite the opposite um, in 
Arion Lipsky uh, or Ariana, how, I don't know however you want to say her name. Anyway, uh, who's coming off a just throttling at the hands of uh, JoJo Calderwood back in January. I mean, she just uh, there was 30-26 scores. It was not good. Um, she is not her stand up leaves a lot to be desired, and I think I think that Molly McCann is going to be more than a game opponent here, and I think that the odds makers may have this one wrong, unless they know something I don't know. At plus 215, though, on Molly McCann, um, I'm really liking this. I think that although she's not technical, although she's not smooth, although she's pretty slow, she hits hard, man. And Lipsky did not look good in that fight against Calderwood. Very rudimentary looking. Um, not not exactly something that uh, is worth getting fired up about. So as far as I'm concerned... Um, I'm going to go ahead and, and, and take McCann here, plus 215. I feel like you could do worse. I really feel like you could do worse here. Um, one more, I'm trying to think of the, of the best way to put these, uh, fight on the prelim that, you know, is, is out there, that I'm not exactly, you know, I don't even know where they found Matt Wyman, to be honest with you, and, and brought him back. But he's taken on the violent Bob Ross himself, Luis Pena. Uh, Pena's at a minus 375. I, I would just have, I would caution people to avoid this fight. There's no value in Pena. And with Matt Wyman, uh, you don't know. I mean, he's been, man, it's, it's got to be five years since the guys fought. You don't know what's going to happen. Um, I would just avoid this fight. I would just honestly just avoid that if you're looking at that somewhere and you're saying, you know, Matt Wyman plus 285 could be a live dog. He might be, but you'd have to be really down on the night in order to pursue that. Again, my suggestion would be to just let it go. Eric Spicely, uh, Deron Wynn or Darren Wynn, I don't see odds on that anymore. They pulled that uh, because Wynn should be a gigantic favorite. If you can find it, they put it back up in time, go inside the distance. Uh, Spicely's probably going to go night night if I had to take a take a shot in the dark here. Uh, last prelim card that I want to touch on, or prelim fight that I want to touch on, a guy that continues to get no love in the UFC as far as you know, they, they just they keep. I mean, I guess he's the featured prelim, but they're still not giving him a lot of play here. Dan Ige, uh, eleven and two overall, you know. Come off a submission win of Danny Henry before that, beat Jordan Griffin. Then he knocked out Mike Santiago before that. Uh, you know, he's the dude is the truth, man. Um, he, he's a finisher through and through. He's going up a stud, going up against a stud in Kevin Aguilar, 17 and 1. Uh, Aguilar looked really good against Enrique Barzola, uh, looked really good against Rick uh, the Gladiator Glenn. Uh, but before that, won a questionable split decision on Dana White Contender Series against Joey Gomez. Nah, it is what it is. Before that, he was doing work in LFA. Um, the guy is good. I'm not. I'm not taking anything away from him. Obviously, with a record of 17 and one, that would go. Uh, you know, th- that that speaks for itself. However, uh, I like Dan Ige in this fight, man. He's coming in plus 120. I think. I think he's a live underdog. I think there's a there's a little bit of value there. Uh, you know, small to medium sized play on that is probably where it's at. Uh, getting into the main card, Ashley Yoder versus Sayura Kondo. I'm avoiding that fight. No, no, couldn't you couldn't pay me to touch that fight? Um, maybe Yoder. I, I I don't know. Uh, moving on away from that, Alessio DeChikaro versus Kevin Holland. Kevin Holland with the distance with Tiago Santos, who's getting ready to fight. Uh, 
what you call it, getting ready to fight John Jones. So there's that. For what it's worth, Kevin Holland did. He he looks like one of those guys that if he really came together, you know, or came and put it together uh, on fight night, he could absolutely get it done. Coming off a split decision win against Gerald Mearshart, I. Uh, you know, before that submission against John Phillips, and like I said, lost unanimous decision to Tiago Santos. I'm not overly sold on Holland. My issue with taking uh, DeChicaro in this fight, though, is the infrequency in which this dude fights. Knockout wins over uh, Olawali Bambosi. I don't even know if he's in the in the UFC anymore. I don't think he is. Um, and then. Won a split decision against Julian Marquez, and that in and of itself was kind of like, you know, I, I could see arguments for each. But that's – he's only fought two times um, since 2000 – no, I'm sorry, he's fought three times, let's see, since 2017. So, you know, coming off a submission loss to Eric Spicely too. That's not a good – I'm not a big Eric Spicely fan. I don't mean to keep dogging this, dude, but I, really, I just don't think he's that good of a talent. Uh, so – when it comes to this fight, again, like I said, there's a lot of disparity in the odds here. Uh, DeChicaro plus 175. I don't know. I probably just take Holland uh, or avoid this fight altogether. I know it's what you guys you guys don't like to hear that, but when there's not value, I'm not going to tell you to play things and, and try to create value where there's not. Can DeChicaro win this fight? Yeah, he absolutely can, but uh, I'm not. I'm not so confident enough in it that I'm willing to, you know, put your money as if it's my own and say play that. If you know something I don't or you feel good about, you know, the Chikoro, go for it. Knock yourself out. Just send me a picture of the slip. I'll uh, I'll promo it on the Instagram. Montana De La Rosa taking on Andrea Lee. De La Rosa looks good, man. She keeps getting better and better and better. Every time we see her, she looks better. She's got good wrestling. Uh, you know, three submission wins in a row. Uh, Christina Marks, Rachel Ostovich, and then Nadia Kossum. Uh, you know, I, I don't want to – I'm trying not to, to hate on her, you know, to be honest with you. She's she's good. She's taking on Andrea Lee, though, and Andrea Lee um, is probably on the short list of contenders on, on what, what's going to come up to be the, you know, a very shallow 125 division. Uh, I would think – I'll say this. This is the kind of fight that Andrea Lee needs to win. Um, Montana De La Rosa's got nothing to lose in this fight because she's not in that I'm on the next level, I'm a contender status yet. If she beats Andrea Lee, she will be. If she doesn't, she stays exactly where she's at. If Andrea Lee loses this fight, Regardless of the fact that her only two UFC wins are against uh, Veronica Macedo and Ashley Evan Smith, both of which were by unanimous decision, if she can't get it done here, it's going to separate her further from that contendership pack than it would De La Rosa taking a loss. So, in saying that, looking at the odds for it. Andrea Lee's coming in at 2.30. There's a decent play to be made on Montana De La Rosa at plus 180. I'm not wild about it. I think Ashley Evans-Smith is tougher 
and a better fighter than Montana De La Rosa, but La Rosa's got a lot of momentum. She's got a great ground game, and if she can get uh, Andrea Lee in those thick legs with two Cs down on the ground, she's got a real good chance of submitting her. If she can't, it's going to be a long night, or a short night, rather, on the feet uh, because Andrea Lee's got great stand-up. But I think De La Rosa's a live, uh, a live dog here and probably worth... Uh, a little bit of your consideration if you're looking for somebody that you think you might be able to make money on on this card. Let's get into oh, Brian Barberina versus Randy Brown. Uh, Randy Brown, if you don't know who that is, is the dude that got knocked out while being on top of Nico Price, while Nico Price basically just hammer-fisted him in the side of the face. Brian Barberina is known for being incredibly durable. You know, looking at this fight, I am loving the durability of Brian Barberena coming in at minus 275, Randy Brown plus 215. He's going to be faster and more athletic than Barberena, but I don't know if he's got the gas tank because Barberena is just going to keep walking forward, and he's shown that he's got the chin of chins right now. Randy Brown's going to have to put him to sleep. Uh, if he can't turn the lights out on Brian Barberena, I think that it's going to be a long night for Randy Brown. He's got to be able to disengage. He can't he can't meet Barbarena in the center and start throwing. He's going to have to make this ugly and use wrestling or just completely disengage and basically try to point fight him in order to win this fight. If he can't do that, Brian Barbarena is going to win this fight. Odds makers have Brian Barbarena at minus 275, Randy Brown plus 215. If you're sold on the athleticism of Randy Brown, go for it. But I would rather be proven wrong in that Barbarena's chin is losing him, or it, it, he is losing his chin rather than Randy Brown's freak cardio and athleticism. I'd rather bet on Barbarena's chin. So I'm going to go ahead and take Barbarena in that, even though he's at minus 275. Might be good to throw in a parlay somewhere. Not sure. Co-main event. We got a matchup that just came together recently. Just a couple weeks ago, John Lineker was saying that Sean Shelby and McMaynard and all those guys hate him. They won't give him fights. He's only fought five times in five years or something like that. Uh, Lineker sitting at 31-9 and nine and Rob Font 16-4. and four. These guys have fought before, and Lineker won. Uh, a decision, which is saying a lot, taking John Lineker decision. Rob Font uh, has gotten better since then. Quality win his last fight over Sergio Pettis. Uh, and John Lineker, you know, tried really, really hard to get Corey Sandhagen out of there and just could not do it. A lot of momentum, though, uh, coming out of the guys uh, under Tyson Chartier. You know, Calvin Cater, Rob Font, those kind of guys, they're, they're doing big things. Um, where are these guys at? Boston, New Hampshire, something like that. Doing big things up there. A lot of momentum. Calvin Cater just won last weekend. It stands to reason that he might be able to carry that, you know, that forward. I, the thing is with Rob Font, he's been in camp. John Lineker has not. Uh, and John Lineker's got basically, you know, two weapons, his left and his right hand. Not much more than that. I'm wondering about his ability to beat a guy two times in a row, especially when you know Rob Font's been pining to get that win back. Um, so looking at this, Lineker coming in at a minus 210, Rob Font plus 170. I kind of like Rob Font at plus 170. I know I'm picking a lot of big dogs here, but I kind of like him at it. 
Um, like I said, it's really hard to beat a guy two times in a row, especially a guy that's on a streak the way Rob Font is. Rob Font continues to look better and better and better. Uh, I'm not sure that Rob Font's going to be able to get John Lineker out of there, though. That's my thing. Is he can't, he's, I don't think he possesses the power to get Lineker out. Uh, so, you know, gas tank aside, can he avoid John Lineker for 15 minutes? Sandhagen did a pretty good job of it, but then in the third and final round started getting clipped and clipped and clipped. And if Rob Font gets hit the way that Corey Sandhagen gets hit, then he's going to sleep. So that's my big concern. Uh, you know, with John Lineker coming in at minus 210, Rob Font coming in at plus 170, and the fact these guys have fought before, I would avoid this fight, to be honest with you. Uh, I feel good about Rob Font in this fight, but I'm not... I'm not wowed with it. This whole card is set up like this. These are very, very difficult fights to pick. I uh, again, it'd be one of the. It could be one of these cards where it could be. We could be six and six at the end of the night. We could be twelve and zero, or we could be zero and twelve. I mean, it's just really the way they have these set up. I hate these fights where it's always big underdog, big heavy favorite. Uh, main event. Hanato Moikano versus the Korean zombie Chan Sung Jung. I'm taking a play out here on Jung. I'm taking a flyer on him. I'm actually going to go pretty medium size to large on Korean zombie here. And I say that because Sung has, uh, or rather zombie has something that Moikano does not have, and that is heart. Um, as long as the elbow from Yair Rodriguez did not do some sort of, uh, did not tip things in the scale and in the way of Zombie's chin leaving, uh, like we saw with with Rich, um, yeah, like we saw with Rich Franklin. Once Rich Franklin started getting knocked out, it didn't take much after that to knock him out. Saw the same thing with Chuck Liddell. Once Chuck Liddell started getting knocked out, it didn't take much to knock Chuck Liddell out. So, if that's one of those things where the chin, uh, based on that shot from Yair Rodriguez has now got that little that 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 switch if you will if that has in fact taken place uh, then it's going to be a quick night but I'm going to bank on the fact that Chan Sung Jung is going to be able to just make it a war of attrition that Moicano is not able to tolerate Um, if he can do that then I think he wins this at plus 170. I like him at that, man. I'm I, I'm not gonna say pound it, but uh, I really I'm gonna make a, I'm gonna make a decent play on it. I'll say that uh, I do not believe Moicano has any heart whatsoever. I think he's I think he's a good fighter. I'm not taking anything away from him, uh, but I think that he quit in the Aldo fight. I think that he quits. Uh, you know, especially shades of it in the Ortega fight. I am not a I'm not a fan. Um, I, I just don't. I don't think he's got that dog. You know what I mean. I just don't think he's got it. So, uh, but 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 Zombie has it, and he's going to bring it to him. Plus one sixty. I'm, I'm all about that. Uh, so you know, a couple a couple decent sized dogs on this card. You know, like I said, Chan Sung Jung plus one sixty. Um, I like Dan Ige at plus one twenty, and then Molly McCann at plus two fifteen, and then you could do worse than taking De La Rosa at plus one eighty. I'm not mad at any of those. Um, as far as the main card itself goes, just picking winners, um, looking at Yoder. Hold on a second. Let me get something to drink, man. Pipes are dusty. Looking at Yoder, Holland, De La Rosa, 
Barbarena, Lineker, and Korean Zombie is what I'm thinking. More big fights happening this weekend. Uh, something I'm, I've got a uh, a guilty pleasure, and I think most people will coincide with us here. Uh, Pauli Malinaji taking on Artem Lobov, uh, the T Rex himself. Looking at odds at Lobov coming in at plus two twenty, and I'm taking it. I am taking it. I am taking it. I am taking it. Last time that we saw uh, Malinaji in any sort of fight that made any sense whatsoever is when he got slept uh, a couple years ago by some, um, what was that dude's name? Eggington or something like that. Eglington or something. Uh, Lobov, I think, has got, I I feel like Lobov's found his home here. And I don't know if Malinaji, uh, you know, to go back to talking about Moicano, having that dog in him, I don't know if if Malinaji's got that dog in him. Now, he should win this fight. Malinaji should win this fight running away. I mean, we're talking about a world champion boxer. Um, he should be able to, he should look light years faster than Lobov. He should, he should look super crisp and he should just go out there and fuck Lobov up. He should, he should. The question's going to come in is how he's going to react whenever Lobov hits him and the blood's, the blood gets going. If he doesn't sleep him, how's he react when the blood gets going? I think it's worth taking a little stab at, uh, at Lobov at plus 220. Why not? Underdog, take him. I, I got, I, I got. you know, uh, you could do worse. You really could. I mean, it's two guys with bare knuckles punching each other in the face. So, uh, I don't know. Like I said, Malinaji was a world champ for, for a couple years. He's definitely got the skill. Uh, he's definitely put the time in. Uh, you know, he wants to set. He, he, he's really thinking that a, a, somehow, he somehow thinks in his mind that by beating Lobov up, in bare knuckle boxing is going to somehow lead to him fighting Conor McGregor, and maybe it will. Who knows? I don't know. Lord knows, Paulie Malignaggi doesn't need the money. Or at least he shouldn't anyway. He gets paid a ton for show for Showtime. But all right, guys, that's about it. Let's go over. Uh, let's go over this last episode stats. It was two weeks, so you know we had a little more airtime than we normally do in between episodes. There wasn't any fights last week. There was nothing getting fired up about. Top countries, U.S., Canada, Australia, the U.K., Germany, New Zealand, Spain, Hungary, Portugal, Ireland, and Argentina. Appreciate all you guys. Top cities, Melbourne, L.A., Chicago, Torrance, California, Philly, Madgeburg, what the heck, Madgeburg, Saxony, Anault, wherever that's at. Got to be Canada or something like that. Victoria, British Columbia, South San Francisco, Charleston, South Carolina, and Blackwood, New Jersey, followed closely by Glasgow and <clears throat> sorry, Winnetoba, or I'm sorry, Winnipeg and Manitoba. Winnetoba, yeah, I'm sure. Oh boy. That's my public education coming through. Shining brightly. That's all we got, guys. We got big things in the works. Give a shout out to our show sponsors, Saving Grace Oil. Saving Grace Oil, go to savinggraceoil.com, use cash twenty. And get 20% off your entire order of full spectrum hemp and CBD products. Uh, and we got Fourth of July coming up. I'll be honest with you, um, I'm pretty excited about it. Soup's going to be down here. We're going to throw a huge Fourth of July celebration. We're going to do the uh, the John Jones pay per view. We might do a live podcast for that, like a fight companion style podcast. 
Not sure just yet. That uh, remains to be seen. And you know, we're having I'm having a pretty big shindig at the house, man. Seventy five to hundred people. It's going to be a big deal. Pretty excited about it. I'm going to feed everybody with stay classy meats, um, and that should I'm hoping speak volumes as far as. I take entertaining people seriously. Uh, I, I, if you come to my house and you know you're a guest and I'm giving you food, I'm giving you drink. I want to make sure that you have the best time you possibly can. Uh, you know, if you guys feel the same way, you use promo code uh, fist and you get 10% off your entire order with Stay Classy Meats. You know, it's just it's really there's other people out there, um, but you know, you order from Stay Classy Meats, they will, and not, I don't want to spoil their thing here, but you you're, you get a handwritten letter by the guy that, that assembled your box that lets you know what you have and says thank you for ordering it. I don't know anybody out there that's doing that. It's really hard to find somebody that's doing handwritten letters still. Um, something I've done in my, you know, day job is going, you know, after completing sales and you know, hand-delivering letters or, 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 you know, thank-you cards and stuff like that. It's amazing how that makes you feel. Um, and it's amazing how eating clean makes you feel. So, I, you know, I know some of you guys have taken advantage of the code. I appreciate that. Uh, full disclosure, I don't get a kickback for using the code. So, you you know, if you're like, oh, we'll give this guy shit, you're not giving me anything. Um, you know, they set the code up. Uh, they don't really advertise with other podcasts. They just advertise with us, and it's a way to support the show, and it's a way to, uh, you know, basically support the good guys that are out there doing that. And I'm calling myself the good guy, but I, I, I like what Stay Classy does, and I like the approach that they take. So use promo code FIST. Go to stayclassymeats.com. Use promo code FIST. I'd, I'd be shocked if you got your meat in the mail and you were not satisfied. I really would. If you're on the fence about ordering meat, uh, it don't be, it comes, it's frozen, it's good to go. Uh, and it's just, it's absolutely delicious, high quality stuff. But anyway, guys, that's it. I'm going to cut this thing out short, get you guys out of here and, uh, hit me up on Instagram, shoot me an email, fistful of cash POD at gmail.com. If you want, or like I said, just hit us up on Instagram. We're always more than willing to help you guys out with any betting questions or anything like that, that you may or may not have love the guys that listen to the show and just write us letters, uh, or DMS on Instagram. How about that? They fade our bets every time, even though our record speaks for itself. So anyway, I will talk to you guys later and, uh, have a good weekend. Be good to each other guys.